Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome to Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin. A little bit of a role reversal Hell. here because I'm not here with my usual co-hosts, uh, Elijah Bates and Jamie Iovine. Yeah. I'm here with the host of my Raw and SmackDown recap shows on the Wrestling Sheet YouTube channel, John Roca. 
It's Roka Day uh, in here in the Progressive. I'm excited to be on because every time I get to come on here, it's always fun because we get to we get to talk about uh, a certain number of topics for longer. Yes. So this is a lot of fun. So thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course. No, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny because I always have to like stop Roka on the recap shows when he wants to talk about a news story. <laughs> I know it's frustrating, and I'm like, no, I have another show that does that. I actually have two shows where I do that because I also do it with Ryback every weekend too. Mm. So it's like, no, I, I people are going to hear my opinions on those things elsewhere, Roka. <laughs> and then he's just sitting there all poo-poo faced. Yes, so, uh, true, true. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm sorry for the late episode of the show, everyone. I, it's a little bit of a mix of things. Uh, I can't talk about what Eli does necessarily, but he had a very busy day at work yesterday, and he he asked if he could not do the show. And then at the same time, I had something that came up, so it was like both of us were kind of busy, and I was just like, Jamie, just take the day off. I'll do it with Roka in a day. So I apologize, but I appreciate you mm. all waiting just a little bit of it. It's a day. Yeah, it's a day. It's one day. Come I mean, on. you're still going to get it on the week. It's still Friday, okay? Yeah. It's still the week. We didn't move a pay-per-view. And it's I used to only episode. put it out on Friday. I used to put it out on oh, Friday, wow. not okay. Thursday night. So it's like old times, everyone. <laughs> so uh, so thank you, though, for, for, for waiting the day. Let's kick into the biggest story of the week, and that is Dean Ambrose. He put out a video hyping the return of John Moxley, the character he was in the Indies prior to WWE. Uh, the video is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, highly produced. <laughs> it's not just some uh, cell phone camera shoot. It's a, it's a serious production, and it starts with him sitting restless in prison before breaking out, obviously in reference to his time with WWE. And uh, look, you, know, you can see him counting down the days mm-hmm. on the wall. Um and and obviously I didn't even think about the time I watched it, but the whole you know Ambrose Asylum thing yeah. is, is I think also the one of the you know one of the themes there, uh, and then it shows him I think he's running away from some dogs in reference to what would seem to be the shield a little yeah, bit, the Hounds of Justice, uh, the Hounds of Justice, and then he climbs the fence, he gets the barbed wire stuck on his hand, uh, he pulls it off, and you can see him. I, this is my favorite part of the just the idea of a crazy man walking down the street in possibly L.A. or Vegas, wherever the hell he is, and he's he's wrapping his arm in barbed wire like, <laughs> oh, that's a hardcore wrestler right there. I like that. Uh, and then you know when he he's walking and. And there's kind of like a training montage thing, and then the letters M-O-X come on the screen, yeah. uh, and you show him kind of smirk a little as blood's dripping on the ground, there's a bunch of blood. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and to be, to, to, it's worth noting there's one part in the video where he walks by the Viper Room yes. logo. Yeah. Um, it could be a sh- maybe some reference to something that he's planning on doing in L.A., uh, but one of the things that people were kind of pointing out with the video is that he walks by the Viper Room logo and on the dice... It has the numbers 2-5 on it, and May 25th is the date for All In. Or sorry, oh, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. Uh, so now, obviously, there's speculation <laughs> about that. But what do you think of the video? I like the video. I mean, I, I didn't put the analysis that you did. The film. <laughs> the, I mean, like a film critic over here is pretty – I'm super respected what you just said. I'm, I'm, I'm like, blown away. I, I just watched it. thought it was an, a well-produced thing to promote a wrestler. Had no idea all the meanings behind it, but well, it was I great to hear. Well, I saw people making fun of me and others for kind of – Pointing all those things out, and yeah, I feel like they were very intentional. Ambrose is a cerebral guy. You, you don't let his like fighting all like he's he can get like intelligent and knowledgeable about shit if you if you listen to him on interviews or podcasts. Uh, so. I wouldn't be surprised that he put this kind of thought in. And they're not, like, overt. They're very subtle things, like the dog. You could see it working. If you were just looking at it with any analysis, it all works. The idea of a guy breaking out of prison, dogs chasing him down, cops trying to get him, sneak 
sneaking away, putting the hood on, going through the Viper room because he's a badass, and then and putting the uh, barbed wire and seeing the blood drip on the ground. All of that just conveys this is a badass wrestler, and now he's going to come back. God help anybody that's going to face him, right? That's what you want to convey. And it breaks away from the Dean Ambrose stuff. Uh, the, he still keeps the wife beater on, so it, that's always there. Uh, so to me, overall, I enjoyed it. But now when you add the analysis of it, I like it even more because it shows that this is a guy who's legitimately leaving. Because remember, even you said you weren't sure if he was serious about the WWE. And my concern is now... How many wrestlers leave a company and leave their significant other behind and then stay together? That's kind of rare, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm like the worst historian okay, when okay. it comes to wrestling, okay. so I, 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 I feel like wanna, it's rare. I don't want to say, but it's because uh, even Mark Merrill, really inter- nothing instantly comes to mind. Mark Merrill and I Sable, guess. they broke as soon as Merrill left. It was like a little bit after that they broke up. They were, they divorced. Didn't they divorce? Or yeah, did, I guess you're right. I think that was when See, Mark I'm left. Ter- I'm terrible with that. Okay, I don't okay. know, but, I, but I'm sure I'm there's not. for Renee Young. I'm is what sure I'm there's not a great track record for that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Uh, but I will say this much. You know, it's weird. And I hate to be Mr. Conspiracy Theory mm. here. But it was very well produced. You, are you saying WWE level produced? Is that what you trying to infer? <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the, the production level put in yeah. costs money. And I know sure. Dean Ambrose has money. Um, but he would have had to have like, where would he have shot that? Like, where would you know? Like you said, it's a highly produced thing. But you know, nowadays <laughs> you could have shot that on an iPhone. Nowadays, no, it's too good to be on an iPhone. You, what? Have you seen some of those movies? Soderbergh shot a whole film on an iPhone. Yeah, I so guess. it's certainly possible. I'm, I'm not saying he did, but it, he's got the money. Maybe they set this up, and you know he's Dean Ambrose. Maybe there's some really good production guys who are willing to do it for free for him, just to kind of help him uh, go over. So it was well done. I hear your point, <laughs> but I mean, it feels like he's moving away from the WWE with this move because it's Moxley. If they bring him back as Moxley, people aren't going to be behind well, that. I don't think they were. I, I don't. I, when I said that, I don't see them doing that. Okay. I don't know why. I just. I have this weird feeling still. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And he's coming. He's going to come back. Is he going to stay or come back sooner than it seems? Oh, I don't okay. know. Or I, I, I mean, the only other thing I think of when I see this is is that it was produced by AEW and that he's already going to AEW. That's what I. I think. mean, those are the two things that instantly come to my mind because I go like, right. this is not just. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like something that was just. Some people help Dean out with exactly, and you, you know, uh, I was people reading, with no with no ulterior motive. Right, right. And I was looking at some of the articles about this. They're mentioning other federations and other places he could go. You know, including the wrestling sheet article. And I was just like, none of those make any sense from what I saw. I mean, to me, it makes sense to see him go back to CZW once. No, but I mean, the quality of the video does not strike me 100%. for any of these other federations that I've seen. Makes sense, one hundred percent. And yeah, so okay. the AEW thing makes a lot of sense, and. Immediately gives the company credibility, right? It's like when WCW started ganking all those WWE stars to get them some some credibility in the wrestling business. They did it quickly. The, you're grabbing people who are in their prime here with Ambrose and a couple other people that they've signed. So it's not a negative, and it may be a it may show you the level with which they're willing to commit to you developing a character. So I, 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 the Dean AEW thing is interesting because I, I thought it was funny because I, mm. I pointed out that two five thing on Twitter. And then I noticed that Cody liked mm. the video on Twitter, and I took a screen grab like of Cody liking it, and did the little eyes emoji, <laughs> and short like not long after he unliked the video, oh, of course. And I was like, oh man, dude. Uh, so I uh, I thought that was funny. I I don't know. I mean, 
I do think – here's my thing. Mm-hmm. If he was going to be in AEW, I guess this makes sense too. But in my mind, I was just thinking like if he's going to be in AEW, yeah. you would think they would hold that – they would hold that for the first TV show if that's a thing that they actually have almost locked in. Yeah, but they didn't announce it, so just no. But you it. have Ambrose be your Lex Luger and pop out on the very first episode of your TV show, like that would have been a huge thing. I don't know. Right. I feel like this does seem more like a rogue move just to kind of oh. put this video. I don't. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying about all this? Uh-huh. My favorite thing about all this, everything related to Ambrose mm-hmm. right now, is it is very hard to. To not, he hasn't really worked everybody, but but mm. to have this sh- shroud of mystery around yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Jericho is one of the only other people that's been able to do that in recent. When memory. he showed up at NJPW, right? When he shows up anywhere, yeah, you know, true, for, good point. for a lot of for he did in WWE for a while. He he he's good at like yep. at there being this like oh is like you're not expecting it or there's yeah. just this cloud of mystery about what he might be doing and right. I and I and I always respect that about Jericho and I res- I really respect that about Dean because I I work in wrestling mm. news and. People talk a loose lot. Loose lips all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. And 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 not a lot of loose lips on this one. Yeah. He's really keeping it close to the chest here, and I I, I kind of respect that. Well, didn't Jericho beat up, uh, was it Goldberg or Lesnar in the in the backstage? Apparently. Well, he got into a fight with Lesnar. Right. And, uh, not the, like a they, – they got into an altercation. The, well, the, and you probably know about it, but the rumors I heard was that he, he beat him. Oh, he punched him. He knocked him out. Or, uh, no, him. no, no, no. I broke so, that story. Okay. Or, or was one of – I want to say – or maybe – I. Had exclusive details that w- that weren't out there or whatever, mm-hmm. but I remember it was when uh, when 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 Lester elbowed Randy Orton a bunch of times yeah. in the head, and Jericho thought he went into business for himself, uh, and he was talking he to was him, like, he was yelling at him backstage, yeah. and uh, Lesnar, if I recall correctly, said like "mind your fucking business," yeah. and he said like "this is my fucking business," and then they got in each other's face, and if I recall, like I think. I think Lester kissed him, and then they like started shoving each other, and it, it went away. Right? Isn't that okay. what happened? No, the rumor I heard is that he knocked him out in a bar after a match that he oh, beat him no. up. No, no, and and so so I would say if Ambrose that has, never happened. Okay, well, because that's my logic. If if Jericho do that, I wouldn't say anything about Jer- what Jericho's doing either for fear that he might knock me out randomly someplace. So maybe Ambrose has that same kind of vibe too. So we're told Chris was repeatedly asking for clarif- clarification from everyone in the gorilla position but wasn't getting answers because backstage <laughs> footage was still being shot by crew members. Uh, Brock, however, heard Jericho say this was bullshit and loudly told the longtime wrestler this was none of his business. That set Y2J off and he continued asking questions, causing Lesnar to push him. When that happened, Jericho rushed in and tried getting face-to-face with the Beast. Oh. We're told Brock kissed him on the forehead at that point <laughs> and then said, kiss me back, pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jericho didn't back down. He stepped up and got in Lesnar's face ready to fight. But Brock responded with his arms behind his back saying, hit me or kiss me, bitch. <laughs> uh, and that's when everyone <laughs> broke them up. They ran in, broke them up. Uh, Vince that's came running awesome. in. Uh, what are you doing? And then, yeah, and then Vince yelled at Jericho saying it was a work. What, what's wrong yeah. with you? Um, and then they got split up or whatever. So <laughs> that's uh, incredible. Yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite stories that I ever did on the site because it was just so crazy. When you know, he, the kiss, the whole kiss me thing was like, oh my god, that just that just destroyed that Mox video. That's <laughs> you know you're a badass when you can stand in front of someone, put your arms behind your back, and go kiss me or hit me, bitch. And yet that's because you know you, it does. It's not either one is not going to matter. No. <laughs> oh man, that's, I know. that's how irrelevant you are to this guy. <laughs> that's um, brilliant. I got to use that in the spoon. Um, 
Yeah, so I, so I, I get it, and you, I think you're right to give Ambrose a lot of credit for keeping this on the DL for this this long. Uh, no one's saying anything. Everybody like being cool about it and letting him do his business and leave the WWE. Like no one's made a big. They gave him a send off. You never get a TV send off in the WWE. That's why I still have this weird feeling in my gut about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like. Great emotion, like great nice send off, which they didn't do for like Hulk Hogan. Nope. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's acrimonious. And yeah. they didn't Macho Man, or, you know, or Ultimate Warrior, anybody, nobody, yeah, ever. Nobody. Not even the click. That's a that's a cell video or whatever <laughs> that you have them doing the four. Well, in, not a cell phone video. It was from nineties. Yeah, or whatever it was. It was from some dude cam, some dude cam, yeah. Hand cam, yeah. <laughs> I actually heard that guy interviewed before. It's, oh, really? It's interesting. Yeah, it's he's like the Zabruder of the film industry because of they WWE. they eventually had to license that video yeah to use it and they have to license it from him all the time oh, he so didn't like smart. sell it to them he oh. just licenses it out oh. if I recall so yeah he makes money off it all the time from WWE <laughs> when it's, which is great because yeah. you're not supposed to film when you're at a live mm-hmm. event you know so it's great I love it I love that yeah, uh, that guy definitely came up from WWE <laughs> love it um, yeah he talked he talked I think because he said I think he had his handy cam with him because he would do he and his friends would like do commentary while watching live events. Oh, so they would smart. film it, and so that's why like you hear them talking a bunch over the video. I think that's what he said in the interview. I don't know. It was interesting oh. though. First uh, reactions. Uh, All right, cool. I, I, I do. I I would like to see Ambrose go to AEW. Yeah, me too. You know, I think that he was always kind of like, and he shouldn't have been, but I feel like he was always kind of like in Vince's eyes the third Shield member. He, yeah. There was he was not. As great as he is, he was never looked upon the same way as like Seth mm-hmm. and and, and or Roman Reigns are, in my yep. opinion. And so, um, if he could kind of spread his wings a little bit and kind of go be the like sadistic, crazy person that he knows no. is super over and was over before he got WWE, uh, I'm interested to see what that entails in a more in a less PG environment because it seems like AEW is gonna be a little less PG. Yeah, and also if you want to get to the level where you're competing with with WWE, which they kind of are now because. We're going to get to that story in a little bit, but like, this is a real rivalry that's building between AEW and WWE. Like, Vince wouldn't do this unless he was really kind of worried about AEW. Um, so, you bring someone like Dean in. This is a man who has experience at that level for a number of years. So, yeah, and Cody too. You, you bring these indie wrestlers who've maybe who've done stuff and maybe never got to WWE, and you mix them with people who've got to WWE. That's how you're going to elevate your product. You're able to sell out stadiums and also sell out you know the smaller arenas too, and have the product work in both places, like the WWE has with NXT and with Raw or SmackDown. That's what you want to do. You want to bring guys who can slide in or women who can slide into either one of those situations and make it work. Dean is a guy you want in there. You know, I know I've heard other people, but they're. Older to me, a young guy like uh, uh, Ambrose in his prime is a smart move. Man. I also feel like, and I don't, I'd have to look at the roster in front of me, but there are a lot of guys it seems they've signed who don't necessarily have promo experience. Yeah, that too. And Dean is a, that's he's a master at, yeah. at promos if, if 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 allowed. I mean, Dean. He didn't say a damn word in this thing, and it's fantastic. Exactly. That and he's it's a, a promo in character. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And there's also you know, there's like. Other deathmatchy type wrestlers yeah. that are already signed to WWE or excuse me AEW, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's Jimmy Havoc, there's there's Joey right. Janela, uh, so so it's not like there's uh, a lack of opponents for him there mm-hmm. either. He can wrestle at the top of the card with whoever they plan to have up there, as yeah. well as like with some of these other guys to help kind of shine a light on on those people as well. And yeah. I feel like that would be a a good thing if that is where he was going. Yeah, you don't think Impact 
Mm. I think it's a terrible movie if he goes to Impact. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. It just seems like he... I mean, be, yeah. I would think I would think past that. I mean, Gage would be a great opponent for him. But... Nick Gage? Yeah. I mean, that, I obviously want to see that just because it's they have history together. And, right. And I don't even like death matches, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's my thing. I feel bad because, like, man, to me, I go, it's such a... It, I could never do that, like what mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. I could never leave a multi-million dollar contract to go roll around a barbed wire for a small amount of money. I could never do it. A wrestler's mentality no, I know. is a weird mentality. Man. I'm not putting him down for yeah, it. No, you know? no, like, right. If that's what he enjoys, I'm, I guarantee yeah. you he has saved up so much money to where he can totally afford to go roll around a barbed wire and have right. fun with it. I just couldn't imagine walking away from millions of dollars to go do that. Yeah. But also I think that adds a little bit to his character when you see him in the ring. You're yeah. like... Man, that guy just likes to fight. <laughs> and he left up to become be part of this. Yeah. That gives him credibility with the fans a thousand percent. Do you think Punk finds his way into this situation? It's starting to look more and more like that, he, right? He, he had that run in. He had that run in with the hood on. The only thing is, that I saw that he has a another appearance on the same day as Double or Nothing. Oh, okay. He's doing like commentary for some MMA company that he is doing commentary Punk, for. Come on, man. Everybody wants you back, dude. Everybody. I wouldn't say everybody. You. Well, I don't know how much I care about him coming back. I would care. Like, I, let me rephrase. That. He got the best of WWE, and wrestlers rarely do that. Yeah, yeah, I should rephrase that. Obviously, it'd be awesome to see a punk came yeah. back to wrestling. I just feel like he hates wrestling, and his heart just wouldn't be in it. And yeah, that it, that it would only be. He seemed to me, he would seem like that would be only for the money because you hear about how much he hates wrestling. It Does seems. he hate or hate the WWE? I think he hates the WWE and right. a lot of the people that he has worked with in the wrestling world yeah. that are maybe not in WWE anymore, but I mean, he has such bad things to say about Cole Cabana. Like, yeah, he has such bad friends. things to yeah. say about people he's been close with, and I feel right. like he feels like the wrestling business has hurt him a little bit. Right. And I, I don't. But he wouldn't be the first wrestler to walk back in who said crappy stuff about people. Fuck, Ultimate Warrior was able to come back into professional wrestling yeah. and got beloved again. And they tore him to pieces yeah. for years. Yeah. And he them, and he them as well. Yeah, I know. He yelled at me over it once in that really? YouTube video. Have you never seen that YouTube no. video of the Ultimate Warrior yelling, yelling at, at me? you? Oh, my God. You got, Holy I thought shit, like, I got to see that. One of my – it's – one of the craziest things that ever oh, happened to me. It was when I was at TMZ. He's a nutty guy. And he was doing this first um, in, was, in makeup appearance in like 10 years. And wow. it was in Hollywood. And I was like, I'm going to go to that. Of course. And I was like, well, can we interview him? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I went with the camera guy. <laughs> and we started talking to him. And then like out of nowhere, he brings up um, – uh, What, Hogan? Uh, well, he brings up this video – it, it was Hogan related, of course. And, Everything is Hogan yeah, related. With it was Hogan related. Him and, and the he, Sheik, and he's <laughs> mad about something related to Hulk Hogan, and he starts yelling at me, and he's like, "Well, where's your shit on me?" I'm just gonna. Hold on. Oh no! <laughs> when his head and all the other people who are self-destructive really aren't. Yeah, and I'm just kidding with you, right? Okay, good, good. Okay. So I don't, this is Hollywood, right? This is not young, you sound. Well, that's a different person. I'm next oh, okay. to the camera guy. That's the hate of that camera guy. This is me. Oh, you guys want a political question? I think it's. I don't think I could say anything in a soundbite that would work well. Let me just put it that way. That's fair. He did though. It's a little ridiculous that you know most of these people who are out there. Look, there are bad people. Bad apples every place. And I'm, I would never take uh, just a, um, 
a one-sided defense for corporate America. But I find it a little ironic when most of these kids own like iPads and iPhones. It's a fair. It's a fair criticism. For those of you just listening, That's by brilliant. the way, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I'm going to get to the good part. But I have to just like paint a picture because people on video here aren't watching the video, and 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 uh, people listening can't see it. This man is in full face paint while saying <laughs> while having this conversation about Occupy Wall Street with me, and not only face paint, but he's also shirtless, of course, wearing his Ultimate Warrior duster that's all spray painted, yeah. graphic out. And he's wearing a WWE title belt. Just one, I, I, I wow. feel like that was necessary. But let me get to when he starts getting mad at me because that's the better part. Just know, okay. I'm just wow, that seems positive to me. Very positive. Uh, but I knew right when this camera guy said this, oh, the whole no. like, hey, if you were seeing TMZ, like, just give us a call. I, we were on the way out. This oh, wasn't. Yeah, a, it sounds like you guys were walking out. We were walking There's out. a throwaway line. And he turned around and said oh. this, and this is what followed. There it is. There it is. I mean, to make us equals in that regard is just absolute bullshit on your part. I sat back for years. Look, you guys are fully aware that WWF put out a self-destruction DVD trying to run me professionally and personally. Yep, they did. Where's all your shit on me? Respect. That video has 600,000 views, by the way. Wow. There's 600,000 people that have watched Warrior. Of course. Because shortly, shortly after that, I turn around and I realize they were filming all of this. Oh, and I'm shit. like, oh, no. Like, look how, look at my face here in this video of how sad I am. The oh, we're just yelling at me in look face space. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it was, looks like Remsen's with you. That, yeah, it looks like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> One of the craziest things. And. For backstory, yeah. TMZ had done a bunch of stories on these videos that Ultimate Warrior had published on his YouTube channel. Yeah, I used to watch those. Yeah, when he was going off about yeah. Hogan way, years, years yeah. later. This was in, this was in 2012. That's when I first understood what YouTube could be, was all the, watching all these videos of other people and then Warrior. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. he had those crazy videos. They're worth going back to watch. They were crazy. Yeah, and so, the reservation. And so uh, he was unhappy with the way we had written them. And so mm. I went there to try and 
smooth it over. Yeah. And instead, he just started going crazy at me in the face paint. It's hilarious. So I recommend watching the video if you want to see young Ryan. Uh, but he does, he does less say, than a year into working in news, get yelled at by Ultimate Warrior. He does say to you that it's not personal, that he's mad at TMZ the channel. Yeah, but, he, but, but <laughs> he's but not he's, mad at you. He's not saying, where's TMZ shit on That's me? That's true. He's in his face paint, in my face, yeah. pointing, going, like, where's your shit on me? <laughs> where's your shit on me? Where's your shit on me? Like, repeatedly. He did, he did. But, oh. then, but then when you said something, he goes like, I'm not, I don't mean you. I just mean the overall. Because I don't mean you overall. But where's your shit on me? And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're saying. What does that mean? Like, for real, what does that mean? You should put. You should have put that to the theme song going in. Dun, 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 just have it run around. That's awesome. Oh, man. I love Warrior. Rest in peace, man. Uh, oh. that, that, one of the most unique characters ever. <laughs> And, like, controversial as hell, but a guy who really demanded his life the way he wanted it to be done. And, you know, you can't argue that. This is true. A lot of people don't get to do that after post-wrestling. So, okay, let's let's talk about Leo Rush. Oh, poor Leo. See, here's the thing. You know, I – it's interesting because it's like, you know, there's – whenever there's, like, quote-unquote heat on someone, I always find it interesting because it's like – (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, not everyone dislikes this person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it does sometimes feel like it's coming from, um, you know, the person who doesn't like them, as opposed to like yeah. it being a thing as a whole that everyone doesn't like them. Um, so, but but clearly, there's an issue here going on. I mean, uh, you know, Fightful and and um, Fightful.com and other sites have now reported on it, where they were saying that uh, you know that that. I could think it was on, a, on the European tour. Peter insider a story about how he uh, Leo refused to quote unquote pay his dues uh, mm. by providing water to veterans and setting up. Why is that bullshit areas. still going on? Man. Right? Why is that bullshit still going? I mean, like it's 2019. That that kind of weak ass shit needs to go away. Right? Yeah, because you know what? Uh, carrying your water, like fuck off. Like I'm I'm taking I'm trying to take your job. I'm trying to take your spot. You're shine because I need that money and I need that merch money and I need to be successful. I need a career and I need to provide for my family. And, you know, yeah, okay, I don't carry your – like that's such – I hate when I hear – I hate it when I hear it in the NFL. I hate it when I hear about it in the thing because in the professor wrestling world, I'm like, it's, it's not necessary. We've Haven't we moved past that archaic bullshit from the 50s and 60s and the 70s? Like I get the idea of having to pay your dues, but nowadays everyone is fighting to stay alive and get into a situation where – they can make money. I mean, I've heard that. Look, I, I've been able to do what I've been able to do in this business on my side of the thing over three to four years. And I, every time I confront someone who's like, you got to pay your dues. You know, I had to sit here and wait. Fuck off. Like, I, I don't care. That's your journey. My journey is not what you're doing. And I'm older than you, so I've got to fight quicker and faster to get to what I want in this world because my time to be maybe, uh, you know, run out of time in this business is shorter than yours. And so I'm going to, I have to do more. People always like, oh, you have so many podcasts. Yeah, because i got to get my voice out there as much as possible in the hopes that I land something that's a little more solid uh, in the future. And I love what I'm doing here, but I'm always working towards what's, what's coming up next. These young guys coming in, they have all this time. They've got to establish themselves quickly, though, because the WWE moves on quick and is done with you quick. Even established wrestlers have to fight constantly and then get 
pushed aside like the Ascension was or other wrestlers, and they get they lose their time. So uh, this backstage heat, though, from what I was reading, it sounds like it was something to do with Finn Balor and his wife, like watching like Yoko Onoing this shit. Uh, but then, then Leo pushed back on that and said it was bullshit. And he said it's a guy from Ring of Honor who's come into WWE and is pushing this narrative about him. And that's unfortunate, man. If that's the truth, if that's the truth, that's fucking unfortunate. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. People are always going to talk shit about you, no matter what level of success you're at. It seems like if this is someone who has an axe to grind with Leo. See, it's interesting, you know, the things you were saying there. I completely agree with you. You know, when I was at TMZ, it was like, mm. I didn't care how old I was. I didn't yeah. care what spot. I, I, I saw that open chair, and I wanted that yeah. open chair, yeah. and I worked to to make sure that was my fucking chair. Right. You know, like, I was a PA. I, I went back to being a PA after I'd been a producer places because yeah. I wanted to be, you know, at a, on this TV show yeah. or at this TV show, you know, working there. Yeah. And I saw that producer desk always open on the news desk. People call, constantly getting fired, mm-hmm. you know, in trial runs and not making it. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. And, I, and I did whatever it took to get there. And, yeah. Sometimes you, you do have to like I, I, young or old. If the, you want something, you got to work at. You got to work for it. And I, and work I also hard think for the it. whole frat mentality of like yeah. paying your dues is fucking stupid because yeah, or hazing he did pay his dues to get there. Yeah, like carrying in the indie your circuits. water and setting up a common area. In my yeah. opinion, isn't necessarily like paying your dues. That's the whole yeah. frat boy mentality exactly. of like you have to do this for me because I've been doing it longer. No, fuck you. Yeah, you know? Exactly. But, and, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Right? Isn't I mean that, that, that's how I I would honestly feel the same way in that situation, which is probably why I'll never be a pro wrestler. But like. <laughs> You know, I I do. I, no, I but that's why see, you built this site. Yeah, but well, I and I can. Yeah, yeah totally. Because yeah. it was like when yes. other people are like, "Oh, I don't know if I should." You were like, "Fuck it, I know I should. Yes. I'm going to go get it." Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and and but at the same time, like, like that's how I would look at it, right? Yeah. However, like you do see these stories of like it's not just like. It's not just like – because Leo kind of was making it seem like a little bit of a race thing. Like oh, Leo was I, okay. Saying, I didn't like, sense that. Leo, okay. in one of his things – okay. I have to go back and look at it. There's numerous comments. Yeah, he, said, yeah. what he, said. he said it's not about race and it never has been. But public perception is important to me. And when we have fans that travel all over the globe and watch us get off of buses and into hotels, the look of a black kid carrying waters and bags for other wrestlers yeah. is just not a good look. I agree. Especially when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to portray myself as a superstar as well. Yeah. That's a thousand percent true. Now here's my question though. Because this is kind of what I saw other people saying. It's like, okay, yes, that makes sense. However, like, you're not the only one who'd be doing it. Like, AOP does it, you mm-hmm. know, when they came up. Uh, Alistair Black, you know, posted this long thing about when he did it for other people, when he mm. did it for other people and how okay. it was a thing that he did. And, he, and and finally, Roman Reigns had to tell him to stop doing it because mm. he was because he was saying, like, you've progressed past that. You don't right. have to do that on this tour. Right, right. Um, but it does sometimes feel like a thing they do – They. It doesn't sometimes feel like they're harder on people who yeah. who they don't have as much respect for. Well, you and know? that's the thing. That's the game, right? The game is this. Uh, are you willing to do it? And if you are because of the way you're constructed, the way you're built, then you do it. And it's okay for you. Like Alistair. Alistair probably had no problem doing it because he's like, I get it. I respect the business. This is how I pay my dues. Leo pays his dues in different ways. And so he doesn't want to do that because, hey, Alistair Black is not black. It's not a perception thing to see him doing certain things. Now, how many fans actually see Leo setting that up? And would Probably see- not a lot. Right. So the, I, the, the argument is a, is a little weak. Not a lot weak, just a little weak in that way. 
But maybe for him, what culturally what it feels like to him, right? I would love to hear what you say AOP. Like I would love to see what other uh, black wrestlers uh, feel like in this situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And have yeah. they done that? Or Latino wrestlers, have they done that as well? Well, I mean, I saw Mark Henry say that he doesn't believe it's a race thing. Uh, but he, he thinks think, it's he, a he says it's not a race issue. It's an ego issue is okay. what I saw Mark Henry say okay. and, and when he was talking on Busted Open Radio. Um, I don't have okay. uh, a ton of other – you know, people that have said, you know, right. that have that I've seen putting public things out there. I do get both. Yeah, I very much understand both sides of this I argument. Agree, me too. Uh, you know, I also think that I have a very strong feeling that they've been extra hard on Leo since he came up because of the whole Emma thing. You know, remember that tweet? No, I don't know about that. So when he first got signed uh-huh. and Emma got released after she wrestled Asuka, right, I remember. he put out that tweet that said, no, guess Emma wasn't ready for Asuka or something like that. And, and Was he a heel? Um, no, he just did it like on his own. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, and wait, well, hold on. I'll tell you exactly what the tweet said. Okay. Interesting. He said, I know Emma was dealing with all the stuff that she robbed that stupid Mac. She said, I guess these these are the things that happen when you're not truly ready for Oscar. And then he just got like dumped on. And fairly so. He just got should have been by the entire roster. Just everybody. You just got here, kid. Yeah. And they were just publicly just roasting him. Right. So that's a mistake you make. And if you make that mistake in context, then. You got to make up for that mistake. See, that's how I look at it a little bit, right. is, and, and and I think Leo. So that changes my analysis of this. See, I think Leo is a great dude. Mm-hmm. I think that he is making valid points, mm-hmm. but I do think that he is also forgetting the big mistake that he made. Yeah, you know, I know that it was a mistake, and he has talked about how sorry he mm-hmm. is, how terrible it was at the time, how he how he's made huge changes in his life since, right. Uh, but at the same time, it is a frat you're walking into, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those guys don't forget. Yeah, and they're gonna try to make your life more difficult. And so it does the the carrying things and all that stuff, and and them being mad that he's not doing it does feel like they're going harder on him because of prior. But you know that that is the wrestling business, mm-hmm. you know, and so you know what you're getting into. I I. I I do think that the part about money to me uh, was much more substantial. The stuff he was saying when it comes that to money is powerful. So he said that. Um, that's what he said. He said my issue has never been with Bobby Lashley, and this is in the interview he did with Fightful.com. Yeah. He said being with Bobby has helped both of us out tremendously. It's given me speaking confidence. I didn't know I had. I never was a promo guy in the indies, but yeah. being with Bobby made me a promo guy. My issue isn't with my on-screen role. My issue is the fact that I haven't been on meet and greets with Bobby. Haven't been getting paid for merchandise. Uh, for us, that has my catchphrases on them. I've been sent to live shows and TVs and forced to pay for my own rental for five days, as well as hotel, while not making enough money to do so. Walking around broke in the biggest sports entertainment industry there is, while having two kids and a wife to support. Damn. Now that is the thing. Like Absolutely. that's that's where the healthcare stuff comes in. Like that people are mad about with the, you know where they're not paying people appropriately, they're not giving them the benefits they deserve, and that's right there. I think a huge indication of that. You go like this guy's not getting paid the merchandise yeah. money. Like that's a big part of his salary. You know, like that's a, that's a big bonus that's a big thing and i could see that they go oh we made that catchphrase up it's not your catchphrase Mm. but still he's the one going out there and saying it on tv every week or at least was um 
And so I, I, I think he does make a good point there. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, you shouldn't ha- be have like that's that's a big mistake. That's the thing that's mind blowing. A multi what billion dollar company, and you're tell- and you're scrimping on this kind of situation. It makes no sense. And I wonder how much uh, input Lashley has in this as well. Is Lashley just going with these meet and greets and not raising a fuss and not having an issue with this. And because I mean, Leo's his boy and Leo's helping him by, because Bobby's terrible on the mic, as we've seen many, many times, this is shocking to me that he wouldn't step in at some point and say something like Bobby should be on this. Or I mean, Leo should be on this with me. What have you doing the meet and greets? That's true too. And his complaint is valid because you want to be, you want to get that attention. You want to be in a position to get that attention, so you can go to the higher ups. And be like, look, look at the meet and greet. Look how people responded. I've got evidence that shows how over I am with the fans. I'd like a bigger role. I'd like my own singles push. I'd like this or that. That's how you work this business. You don't sit around waiting for them to hand you shit. That isn't how it works. Uh, well, the, the, the report from PW Insider is that they did offer him a better deal. Yeah. And that he wanted more money and they weren't willing to, uh, to take that. That's a separate conversation. That is a separate conversation. Right. Absolutely. If, if he's turning it down, think because that may be that's underneath all this, uh, Ryan, is that he has a very inflated sense of what he should and shouldn't be. But if you do, then don't go to the meet and start crying about it. Just go get it. Yeah. Go get that I, I, I do fear that we will not see Leo Rush in WWE for a long time yeah. after all this. I mean, it explains I, the breakup. I think that they should be allowed to talk to the media if a story is being put out there about okay. them. Yeah. But I know at the same time it's frowned upon in the company. You right. know, like to just contact the media and start doing your own PR. They, right. they def- Especially when it's about your pay and mm-hmm. uh, things that are going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, they're not usually uh, kind to people who are doing that. So I, I fear that we're not going to see much of Leo Rush in WWE for a yeah. while. I, I, that, that is my fear, which, I, which would suck because, I mean, he's yeah. not – I don't think he's doing anything wrong by talking to the media because um, I don't think it will be because of the quote-unquote heat. I think it would be more so because of the talking to the media. Yeah. Vince is big on loyalty, man. Yeah, very much so. Speaking of uh, Vince being a loyal dude, <laughs> WWE is returning to Saudi Arabia uh, next uh, month, and great. they're bringing Goldberg along for the trip. Goldberg is uh, like the last – we really saw him was after WrestleMania 35. Or sorry, yeah. WrestleMania 35, 33, uh, after he lost to Brock Lesnar when he lost to the Universal Championship. Um, and it seemed like he was done then. Yeah. It seemed like that was the end of Goldberg's, uh, you know, uh, what's the proper word? His, his return to WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it seemed like he was coming back one time yeah. for, well, one stretch of time you know this this one last run and uh now it's a few years later and he's coming back it would seem at least for this uh for the show in saudi arabia now there has not been word as to whether he's wrestling yet but the way they're kind of like pushing it on social media would kind of lead you to believe that that's going to be the case yeah uh what do you what do you think about all this um i know you guys didn't you guys report a few weeks ago that like he was going to be to like aew was having talks with him about him coming on to aew i no. okay we didn't report that but there were there was interest from aew okay i I don't think for wrestling purposes though right i think it was for announcing or something like that yeah yeah which makes sense you put a guy with that kind of name in the business blah 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 um, I think it's terrible. Uh, anybody like uh, Lesnar, Taker, like I, go. I, you know, I get it. If you're going to go, you've got maybe you've got certain political points of view that you don't have a problem going, or maybe you're like Mick Foley saying, like, you, I have a price. If you want to pay it, I'll go. Maybe some people are just built that way and they're okay with it, no matter where they performed, because you can pull the argument all the way to a macro argument and go like, well. 
I'm sure cities I've performed in have done terrible things to people. So what's the difference if I go to Saudi Arabia, a whole country that's done terrible things to people, uh, allegedly? Um, what would be the issue in going? Zane's is more understanding because that's a religious thing. That's a whole other argument, Well, but right? from what I read, like – Is he going to go? He's not going to go. I don't know. But from what I've read, like – and I'm not super uh, mm. knowledgeable in world, uh, you know, relations yeah. or whatever. But from what I've read, like the like Jewish people going to Saudi Arabia is like a not an easy thing. Like, right? I think like you're, if you're from Jerusalem, well, you I can't mean. go there. Right. But if you're Jewish but live in like America, let's yeah. say you can go there. I I could I could be wrong. I thought that's what I read because I looked a little I'm bit sure into it. Sure, it's true. Um, which was like, oh, weird that yeah. Goldberg is going to do that. However, um, from what I hear, like they're going to pay a lot of money. Yes, well, like, logically, a lot of money. That's why all those old fuckers showed up last year. Yeah. It's like it's it's basically some like dudes, in the millions, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Sean Michaels, like it was like it, they backed the truck up. Yes, how you would not say no to this? Yes, and and the rumors millions. Yeah, and the question is, well, how do they get those millions? If you're okay with that, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. If you're okay with how they got those millions and they're using those millions to pay you, and you can sleep at night. I guess more power to you. Go make that money. But there's some other people who have a little more uh, of knowledgeable worldview might have an issue with that. I have a question. So here's like the thing I've been trying to like struggle with in my head. And mm-hmm. that is if the wrestlers don't care. Yeah. Like am I – Am I still supposed to be outraged if, like, the pe- – I-, I was outraged because I was in fear of those people's lives. Oh, that's why you were outraged. Well, also, it's messed up to, p- to portray yourself as one thing and to be another. Well, to say you're anti-bullying, to say you're that's pro-rights, WWE, yeah. to say you're for all these other things that you you, ca- you care about people, and then you go and you take blood money, it shows opposite. That also, I think, is wrong. Right. Um, and restricting women, being on the show, only commentary with Renee – yeah. Cor- correct. Um, but also, I was worried for this people's lives. Oh, yeah, of okay. Like, this is like people are being beheaded out there. Right? Why are you going to go do? Why are you going to go do this? If they don't care. Should there be this giant outrage so that WWE is there, or just, should people just be not watching it if they're against it? No, I th- well, because clearly the outrage hasn't worked. Uh, yeah, no, and it, it was never going to work. Not with Vince. No, it's all with the amount of money they're making. Right, and and they're the making thing more is, than they make for WrestleMania with these shows. Exactly, and we'll see if. Vince moves on or passes on from the WWE if they keep that contract. It does Triple H have that point of view? Does Shane? Does the board? Does uh, Stephanie? Or Their Linda? job is to make money for the shareholders. Right, right. So they're going to do that. But in the short term, if doing this contract loses money in the long term, but does it, is that a do smart you think business? It does? I don't know. Yeah. We, we only have one year to base this on. Yeah. But the public – I have seen some stats that show the WWE Network numbers have gone down since the Crown Jewel paper. You know, it's certainly possible that that has something to do with it. And if you start to see that, then you've really made a mistake here. Is it too late to – but by the time you realize it, though, is it too late to turn the the thing around, the ship around, and, and not go in a situation? So look, they're taking the money for now, um, and they're talking on both sides of their mouths, which WWE has done multiple times. And so you're just like, okay, you're going to go do this. I will never watch 
I won't even watch. You didn't watch Crown Jewel? Nope. Didn't watch a damn minute of it, nor will I. And I won't watch any of the Saudi Arabia stuff, you know. So I and, and I have no problem with that. It's just not something I need to watch. There are multiple other wrestling matches I can watch. Um, so to me, that's the way I feel. Like, and, and if you take that money, you're a human being. You've got every right to take the money and make whatever money. I bet Leo Rush would take that money in a heartbeat. So you've got every right to take that money if you want to take that money. And if you can live with yourself, then that's that's the deal with you. Yeah, should people be outraged? They have a right to be outraged. It's a free country. You can express your outrage as you wish. But will it have any effect? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think it's fucked up. Yeah. I'm more so just like the thing in my head. I'm like, well, how angry can I be if all yeah. these people are like, we don't care. We're trying to bring entertainment to a country. We're not trying to think of the politics of, where, of behind the scenes. But that does seem like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that does seem of like... Of course, it's a shield. That's you talking yourself out of feeling bad about something. Right. Because you're making a ton of money off of it. And, it, and, and it'd be like... It, it, it is 100% like blood money. So, I, right. it, it, you know, you can't say it's anything besides that. So I, I get the anger in that regard. When people are being beheaded. People mm-hmm. are dying. Yeah. Um, it, but I get that, like, not everyone is... Guilty of that same thing in, in, yeah. in Saudi Arabia, and that they deserve entertainment too. So it is like this, like Cash Twenty Two, that I like struggle with. Yeah, well, it's same thing happened with the World Cup, right? Brazil, all those people were getting beheaded and gang violence because these people were trying to get contracts to build these stadiums and build these things out for the World Cup, and the World Cup didn't like go hard on Brazil and tell them to stop doing this kind of stuff. All they cared about was how much money they were making off that World Cup, and they staged it. Nobody got injured. Nobody got hurt in that violence from the players or the international members of the team or the federations. So they got away with it, Scott. They got away with it, Scott Free, and made their money. So that's the thing. At the end of the day, these large corporations, we are ants to them. We are numbers as, as regular civilized human beings. We, are no, we don't matter because the corporation has to make money. And the people up top who've invested money in the corporation as shareholders want to make money. And so morality sometimes goes and principles sometimes go out the window with these large corporations when money's involved. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Since you, uh, just because you mentioned it, have you ever yeah. seen that 30 for 30? About the soccer leagues that were like owned by the mafia, like that were yes. owned by. Have you seen that thirty for thirty? Of course, oh, it's, one of, it's my, one of my favorite ones. Yeah. It was so crazy that the, that one. It was the two Escobars. Yes, yes, right. that yeah. was it. Yeah, 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 that was a good one. If you haven't seen that, that's a fantastic documentary. Such a good documentary. You don't even have to love soccer to enjoy. No, that no, I hate sports. I <laughs> hate all sports, and I but I love those thirty for thirties. I don't like. Oh yeah, sports, but they're all made it's so human well. Stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like they're cool stories, yeah. and I, I can respect. I love documentaries. Yeah. So um, yeah, even if they're sports related. Have you seen any of the dark sides, dark side of the ring stuff? No, no. When you mentioned uh, the one for the Von Erichs, I was like, oh, I got to put that in my rotation. It's, they're all free what? on Viceland's website. Like you can just go on their website. So if you have like Chromecast or whatever, you can easily just get on your to watch it on your TV too. I apologize ahead to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think my girlfriend watched some of them. They're good. Okay. Well, she wanted to too, but so it's a little bit different. Right. But but uh, okay. similarly, good stories. That they're they're just like. I would I would stay away from like the no offense anyone watch the dark the the, the, the Montreal Screwjob one because the to- story's been told so many times I don't know if your girlfriend's gonna want to hear Jim Cornette no. and Vince Russo yelling at each other about the Montreal Screwjob and I'm not the biggest Cornette fan anyway yeah. so but I would say like the Von Erichs one cool. uh, the Gino Hernandez one which hasn't aired yet okay awesome um uh, uh I loved the Macho Man one I love there's a Macho Man yeah Macho Man and Elizabeth it's about their relationship oh. that was the first one uh the Bruiser Brody one is fantastic it's okay. about it's basically like when you watch it, it the vibe you get is like Bruiser Brody got murdered and the cops were okay with it because they thought wrestling was real <laughs> and it's crazy you're like wait 
what? Yeah. What? It's mind-blowing when you go like – when you think of it, when you're watching this and you go like, I could not imagine this happening right now. Like the door on K- – like the, the, the door has been so closed on kayfabe that no one believes it's wow. wrestling's real anymore. The fact that these police officers no. let someone murder this man because they thought it was fucked up what he did in a wrestling ring, you're like – this is insane. So, I, and the Von Eric story is really good too. So, okay. yeah, I, I very much recommend those. Those are uh, they like an hour long? Or? Yeah, they're all an hour long. Well, with commercials, so like a little oh, less. Oh, sure, you know. sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I know. I felt bad. I was going to have them in here, and then I got oh. too busy. The directors of it, or whatever. Shit. I know. I got too busy. Uh, let's move topics okay. here because uh, we only got a little bit of time left. Kurt Angle uh, has signed a new deal with WWE, <laughs> and this new deal. He uh, is now going to be a, a producer in WWE, which I think okay. is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Engel said, I'm going to help the wrestlers with their te- technique. I'm going to help them structure their matches, something I'm very good at, and I thought I'd be able to contribute that to the company. Uh, I feel like uh, great. Yeah. Great. Great. You, I mean, uh, you know, similarly to having HBK in the Performance Center where you go like, who else would you want training in the stars of tomorrow? Yeah. Shawn Michaels, one of the best of all time. Uh, getting to have you know these think sessions with the top talent in NXT. I mean, it, it's, it's a wealth of knowledge, so valuable. And I feel like Kurt Angle is the same way. I mean, yeah. an Olympic wrestler who picked up the business faster than anybody else, a multiple-time world champion. Uh, and, and regardless of how his final run here in WWE looked prior to that, Probably one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, I would say top ten of all time. You know, wow, that's a strong. You don't statement. think? I don't know. I would have to sit down and take a you look have at to that. Like map that one yeah. out because you you haven't seen a lot of the '80s stuff. I don't. So care. You don't have. <laughs> Who are the '80s? In the uh, that's... Savage Hogan. Okay, they're Those on the, the top, top 10. ten. They're top ten. Piper's top ten. You could mm. argue Piper top ten. Flair's '80s. I love Piper, but Steamboat. Top 10 of all time. Steamboat. That's '80s. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Kurt Angle's more successful than... Bret Hart is 80s. Kurt Angle's more successful than Roddy Piper and, and Ricky Steamboat. Wow. He held more... I don't think oh, those guys were even world wise. champions. Well, right, but because... And he's an Olympic Steamboat gold medalist. Steamboat a flair. Steamboat always well, because Steamboat of flair. Steamboat is a, one of the best of all time, too. Yes, period. But I'm just saying, he... I... I hear, what mad at people, I hear what I know saying. purists are going to be mad at this. <laughs> I'm with you, purists. But he's more of a he's won way more world champions than world championships than those, and probably more titles in general than all those guys. I, uh, and I would and I, made I, more money and drew, drew sure. more people and, in. And I would argue have has more legendary matches. And yeah, yeah, yeah. probably Steamboat. And Steamboat has a lot of legendary. Steamboat's matches. great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right, but but Angle he was always at this level too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angle was above him. Angle was a main eventer. No- Angle's a main eventer. I wonder how Steamboat would have done now. But oh, he would have. You'd, um, you'd been great now. But uh, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of other people. But Lesnar, would you say Lesnar's on top ten? He's got as many titles as 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 Angle. Depends on what your definition of top ten is. Okay. Like if it's money drawn, yes. Okay. If it's if it's wrestling skill. Well, it can't be just I, for me. It's not just one. It's, it's combo. True. It's character. Which ability, is why I say Kurt Angle is for sure in the top ten. I think you can make an argument, though. I agree. I don't agree that he's in top ten just yet, but I would agree that you can make an argument. Like there's Shawn Michaels. There's Undertaker. There's Flair. Oh, you got Flankles in your top ten? Cool. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> if Hardy's in your top ten, I'm walking out of the goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> My personal top ten. Right, not that's not fair. in the actual top ten. Jeff is an awesome. But Sean. Dude. Hogan, Flair, yeah, Ricky, not Ricky. I'm sorry. Where's Stone Cold? Where's The Rock? Stone Cold, the Triple Rock H. There? Come on, top ten of all time. Triple H. You can't say that. I would put Triple H over Angle. That's for goddamn sure. No. It show me the show me the stable he led. 
that's the thing, man. And he won all those titles. And he married the boss's daughter. Dude, is, and he runs NXT. That's the greatest. You think that he was more over than, than, than Kurt Angle? He was a million percent more over than Kurt Angle. I don't know about that. Yeah, dog. It took him so long to get to the top. It took Kurt Angle a year. Yeah, because Kurt Angle came in like Lesnar with that pedigree of having won an Olympic gold. I bet you he didn't have to set up any tables or bring water out for the fucking wrestlers. I put money on that. Uh, but Triple H, and but that's why Triple H won the greatest all time because he fought to be just like Stone Cold. Stone Cold was that stupid uh, thing with the, the gimmick with his hair and yeah, yeah like they Hollywood both blondes. Hollywood blondes. They both had to fight through terrible gimmicks to finally be themselves and get over with the fans, and fans respect that. More, and I'm not saying Angle doesn't deserve to be in the conversation, but I, but top ten is really tough. I'm going with it. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I respect you stick to your guns, man. I respect that. And now I'm like in my whole drive home. I'm going to be like trying to figure out what the top ten is. I wonder if there's like any kind of top ten wrestlers the thing is, look at of Angle. all time. What happens when you search that? Is I, bet, like Von Eric, I bet Von Eric comes up. Who? Which Von Eric? I bet Kerry Von comes up. Over what? A lot of people love the Texas Tornado, son. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the purists <laughs> love on Eric. Fuck out of here. You guys know what that. I'm talking about. Let's see. Okay. Savage is This is just ten. Bleacher Report. So I'm just, okay. uh, this isn't like oh, a definitive Bleacher list. Report. Okay. This isn't a definitive list by any means. We got, <laughs> st- they, they said, yeah. uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, number one. What? Number two, The Undertaker. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't even put Taker in my top ten. Number three, that's insane. Yeah. Number three, Hulk Hogan. Number four, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Number five, Macho Man. Yep. Number six, The Rock. Yep. Number seven, Piper. Get out of here. I told you. People love Piper. Number man. eight, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> number nine, Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Sting. No way. Sting. Yeah, man. They put Triple H over him, too. Triple H, number 11. Yeah, I told you. Jericho, 12. Jericho over Angle? And they say Kurt Angle, 13. Oof. I so they, 13. another person who wrote this article that has no definitive yeah. uh, value also agrees with clo- – they're close to me. But they also had Triple H in there. Yeah. But I told you. I told you that Angle, you can make a case for Angle. I agree Chris Jericho's in there. I would also put Rey Mysterio up there as one of the top in the 10 top of all. 10? Top 15. Wow. Top 15. This should be a separate episode we do. Especially. <laughs> we yeah, now I'm like, yeah, I guess you have to put John Cena in there. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you fucking don't. <laughs> Not in the top 10. Not in the top 20. <laughs> no offense, John. Not in the top 20. If you're not watching the YouTube video, you missed the best facial reaction I have ever seen from John Roca. No Just the thought way. of that infuriated no him. Way. They also got Dusty Rhodes, Dusty. Teddy Biasi, McFoley, Mr. Perfect, Jake the Snake, people, Eddie. Pe- look, people like Steamboat. I would put Eddie over Mr. Perfect. People Chris like Benoit. Mr. Perfect too much. No, Mr. Talk Perfect about, was great. Show me his titles. True. You know, titles-wise, no. He's the one where it's fully on skill. Where yeah. it's like, that guy sold like hell. No yeah. one ever sold like Mr. He, Perfect. He was great. And yeah. promo-wise, too. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. And a character that everyone remembers. Oh, yeah. Like, even well, if Rick you don't Rude, know... Everyone and remembers. Even, but even if you don't watch wrestling, you th- know the nickname Mr. Perfect. Right. I think. You know? Yes. It's one of those where everyone goes like, oh, Mr. Perfect. Ravishing I, I, Rick Rude, you could argue, had a great character. Rarely won titles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair. What, where's Andre the Giant? He's not in the he was on that. They, he was on their list, too. <sighs> okay. I wouldn't put Taker in my top ten. I wouldn't because Taker is a solid, good wrestler. But every match that you remember with Taker that was great was because the other guy was great with him. It, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. That's a tough one. I don't, 
I love The Undertaker. I so only you like the like, WrestleMania matches are memorable. There's no really any other. Well, there's ma- Hell in a Cell. There's... Oh, with Mick. But that was because Mick went off the top of the cage. There's the SummerSlam match with him and Stone Cold. There's a. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Eh, I don't know. Uh, right. But I see your point. I see. Yeah. I, 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 I think. Uh, but it's fair. a fun conversation to have with it Angle. It is. I didn't Angle even... has some great matches. Honestly, not where I expected this conversation to go, <laughs> but I love it. Because I know that for the next. T- <laughs> 48 hours, my mention is going to be filled with oh, like, Oh, no. You said Angle's better than Steamboat? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to yell into the mic. That's what my mentions are going to be for the next 48 hours. I'm but this is what's fun about pro wrestling is arguing. This is a great thing to argue because it really is subjective. <laughs> it is such a hard one. It's so very subjective. I would not subjective. put Michaels in my top 10 at all. Well, you wouldn't put him in your top 100. No, like, I you would. you hate Shawn Michaels. I, I'm objective enough to put him in top 20, 25, sure, for the legacy. But Jericho might not sneak onto my top 30 because I never was a Jericho fan. I, I feel like Jer- because Jericho's been able to maintain relevance in multiple yeah, decades agreed. now yeah. and reinvent himself so often and be such a um, – uh, I want to say inspiration, but like a sure. – like, like a, He's a guiding light for a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a influential wrestler to people. And, I, right. and because of that, he's also you know, the first undisputed champion. He's also oh, – you know, I hated that. <laughs> But also, Should've you know, the, just, cold. just the fact that he's able to maintain relevance in, and for so long mm-hmm. and, and and change himself up, I would put him there because the, most of those wrestlers that I read on the list kept that kept one gimmick for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He's nope. always tried to reinvent himself, and for that, I yeah. respect him. And I also think that he draws money. It's a subjective thing for me. Jericho never was over with me. But objectively, as an analyst, you can't argue his impact. Really? You never liked Jericho? I never did, man. I never did. And he was good Were on the Were you mic. a WCW watcher? Yeah. WC- I watched him you as didn't a like cruiserweight. You Yeah, with Kidman and uh, Psychosis and all those guys. So you didn't dig his debut against The Rock and stuff? That was fun because you're working with The Rock. The Rock makes anybody look good. The Rock made Jonathan Coachman look good, for God's sakes, in his promo. So I don't have a problem with that. But Jericho gave as good as he got with The Rock, which was fantastic. Um, but I, for whatever – it was just subjective. Like – I can objectively say he's a fantastic wrestler and certainly very over the fans. And for decades, people loved him. So I can't argue that. I never had a personal thing. Like, I didn't, like, hate him when he was lead on shows. But I never just wasn't a fan of him. And I had a friend who was growing up who was a massive fan of Jericho. We would have battles all the time about it. <laughs> we would play each other on the old Nintendo 64 one or whatever it was. And we would have battles about uh, facing each other. It, it was great. But he's just one of those guys that never was 100% over for me. Whereas Dean Malenko was always over with for me, and I hated that he never got on with the fans. That's perfect segue right there, because oh. I was going to bring that up as well oh, okay. in this same topic, that Dean Malenko also quit WWE this week, and I, and I yeah. or last week. And I got to say, great timing, because I feel like swapping Malenko for Angle isn't the worst no. thing, you know? No. Uh, but I agree, Dean Malenko, such an underrated ice, wrestler, always. Iceman was great. Yeah. Of all those four guys, Malenko, Benoit, Guerrero, and Jericho, was it Jericho? Saturn. Saturn, Perry Saturn. Malenko was the guy that I most wanted to get over. I knew Saturn wouldn't, but I was so hoping. <laughs> Nothing against Perry. You didn't like Moppy? Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved that Moppy. That was like Al Snow in the head. I was it was. Like, I loved it. I was like this the whole time with those gimmicks. <laughs> but Malenko. Wait, wait. You didn't like head? I hated head. Oh. And there's another guy. <laughs> 
sending that. Hopefully, your your girlfriend's not watching hey, this oh, one. Hey, oh. But uh, yeah. but no, that's crazy. Who didn't like head? That is so stupid. I hated it. Oh and, but man! I, but there's another guy. I never was over with Al Snow. I never liked Al Snow or um, Stevie Richards. I never liked Stevie yeah, Richards. That's fair. People liked him. I never. But I love the Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie's great. I'll go see Blue Meanie anywhere. Yeah, he's you know? great. So it's just a matter the of blue guy. the blue guy, right? It's just a matter of when he went to BWO, I lost my fucking mind. That was brilliant. <laughs> but like the, those guys were, I always thought Malenko had the tools, and I thought he was better than Lance. Like Lance, I knew was very Lance close. Storm? Yeah, could be boring because he's not good on the mic, and he's got the the buzz cut, and like that's a certain time. Um, but with Malenko, I thought his technical expertise and him being the Iceman, that fans would love that shit. But for some reason, it never got over the WWE fully. Yeah, I was talking to Ryback on his podcast about this, and I was yeah. saying that I felt like I, I hope that this was – I hope he quit to go to AEW, to be honest with you. Yeah, he should. Because – and the reason I say that is because, like, oh, AEW fanboy, not that. Because I feel like one of the things D. Malenko did best was um, – was he made you not focus on his size yeah. because he was yes. the smallest one of all yes. out of that four group that, that four if I recall correctly he was the smallest one but when you looked at him he, he never felt like he was small he 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 made himself feel bigger yep. and tougher by the way he carried himself and the way he moved in the ring and the things he did and I feel like with there being smaller guys on the roster at AEW I feel like he could be valuable in that way mm-hmm. because he could help teach some of the smaller guys in the roster, guys like Jungle Boy, uh, how, to, how to make themselves yeah. feel bigger, you know? Um, and I, 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 I know that, you know, it shouldn't necessarily matter, but it does. Like, mm-hmm. when you look at pro wrestlers, you want to see guys that look larger than life. Literally, they can beat yeah. you up. And he always reminded me of, like, that, a tough dad. Yeah. You know, like, like a dad you would definitely not want to mess with. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, uh, because, he was, because he was in WWE for so long, behind the scenes, I feel like... That mixed with his lineage and his his time in the ring, mm-hmm. being an invaluable uh, person to have behind the scenes in AEW. Yeah, and it's also fascinating with him. Like um, maybe you know, because he was focusing on the tag. Maybe he realized. Like, maybe this is a, a, a wise move for WWE too to be like, we don't want to. Um, like the booking has been the biggest complaint about the WWE over the last few years. Maybe it's time we have some fresh blood in here, move Angle in his spot, and then move Malenko out, give him a graceful exit. 18 years of the company. That's pretty he quit. incredible. He quit. Okay, well, quits. And, but maybe they made it clear, like, hey, you know, we're going to bring in Angle. Bo-. So it's like, we'll let you quit, go to AEW, and then establish, and, and keep working there. But he's 58. Like, you know, how much longer does he, does he have to well, do it? Who I knows? did hear that from people, some people, that like his health might be a thing that makes sure. him, made him want to get off the road, too. That he might not want to go to AW because he might just want to get off the road. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, I really don't have any insight into what yeah. his future uh, yeah. is, is going to be. Uh, light didn't go on. So we're here till three thirty. Real fast. What do you think about? Let's keep doing, man. If they don't light, don't go on. It's Friday, man. <laughs> Nobody cares. Collider's chilling today. What's up? I don't, I don't usually come in on Fridays. I'm yeah. usually working from home. So Trust me, no one's gonna be on you right now. Okay, good. Because we have nothing after this. Okay, good. Uh, well, then let's just real quick talk about. Let's argue um, our top ten all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, this whole Brock Lesnar retiring from MMA, but like probably not retiring yeah. type of thing. I I always like when things like this happen because this is probably the the most clear negotiation tactic I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Uh, basically, ESPN put a, put out a story this week saying that uh, Brock Lesnar is no longer eyed for a UFC World Heavyweight title shot against Daniel Cormier. Uh, as you guys might recall, last year, 
he came into the ring or the octagon or whatever after Cormier won yeah. and did the whole face-to-face thing. He hopped right in the cage, got in his face. Uh, and that at that point, everyone was like, oh, Brock's coming back. Uh, well, ESPN says right now that they're no longer eyeing that they're going to do uh, Stipe Miocic. Is that yeah, it, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, that Lesnar – Dana White told ESPN that Brock informed him of his decision to retire last week. Uh, he said, he told me he's done, he's retired, we're going to move in another direction with Cormier. Now, Brock didn't come out and like say, I'm retiring, which right. is how you know it's probably not a legit retirement because they would be done, handled a different way. Sure. Uh, right? It seems like a negotiation thing here, right? I, I guess possibly, but I think also maybe he realized, like, why would I put myself through this? And the testing shit is like people are getting really punished now, you know. So because remember there were a lot of rumors about him and what he was taking. So well, maybe, wasn't rumors. I mean, he well, took a sure. drug test and he, he got popped. Yeah, yeah, right. What's his face got really upset about it? The uh, Australian or New Zealand guy got really upset. Mark, Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt got really upset about it. So yeah, because he, he was the one he was fighting. Yeah, exactly. So you got so, beat because he was on steroids or whatever. <laughs> right. He's like, I want the that performance vacated. enhancing drug, whatever they're called. Um, but this whole situation, it just seems like maybe he's realizing, and maybe Dana too, that like they've got to stop this out once and for all. Because the John Jones thing, and now uh, uh, a couple other people recently, I came. I know they're famous names, but they they got suspended. Maybe Brock's looking at that landscape and going like, I don't think I can do this without getting caught. And what's the point of coming back to this and sacrificing a a fake fighting payday at the WWE by doing this kind of crap? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I guarantee you if Lesnar became more of a uh, regular on the house shows and regular – on Monday and Tuesday nights or whatever the brand they want to put him on, people would fall in love with the guy because that's the only thing that's separating. I think to me that's the only thing separating from the fans fully embracing Lesnar is him being there all the time because that would make people want to cheer for him. And when he first started, he was like that, which is why he was over with the fans. But then he started doing this like, uh, you know, coming in when I feel like it, leaving when I feel like it, not showing up a lot, then defending the belt. It was It's frustrating for fans. So – I think if he's gonna if he's if this is legitimate, the smartest thing for him to start being on WWE TV more. That would be smart for him. Yeah, I mean, also he loses a little bit of leverage too. I mean, that's always been his True. leverage to be able to do that. So that was the other reason I was kind of surprised to see that whole retirement yeah. thing because that's like why you're you've got great leverage against WWE to keep making as much money as you want. That's a good point. Uh, but you make good point too that like he's getting older. Yeah. Like and but. The only thing is, like, he did supposedly submit multiple drug tests since okay. since he's been, like, back in the drug pool. I think it was, okay. like, nine tests or two tests happening this year. So, I mean, supposedly he was taking drug tests and stuff. So, I don't – but also, I mean, like, you like, those guys do take it closer to the fight, not yeah. a year out. You right. Know? So, like, right. So, uh, I think your point is, is definitely solid. I, I, I think – we're going to see him fight. Yeah, what do you think? You think he'll be in the UFC? I think we'll see him fight in the UFC. So you think this is a tactic by him to get Dana to offer him more money so he can fight? I think it was like Dana was like, I'll pay you $10 million. It was like, no, I need $15 million to train and this. Then it was like, no, we'll pay you $10 million. And it was like, all right, give me Thirteen million, or I'm retired. And it was like, yeah. no, I'm gonna give you ten minutes. Like, okay, I'm retired. Later's, and then, and then it was like, oh, you want to do that to me? I'll do this right back at you. Hey, ESPN, ring, ring, ring. Brock's retired. I'm trying to do Steve Amiocic now, and it's like, oh shit. Like, okay, right. okay, I'll t- t- 
12 million, we're good. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, that's how I see it going. Maybe. I'm sure you're right, man. I'm sure that's, well, I don't know. If, I'm sure it's a possibility. Yeah. That's for sure. And that could work out because Dana has been shady <laughs> and negotiates all the time with these guys. He's a white Don King. And he so. loves doing things in the media. Like, yes. he's, he's all about, loves like, using media. yeah, like using the media to further his mm-hmm. uh, agenda and mm-hmm. stuff. All right, well, Roka, thank yep. you so much for the show. Thank this you. Week. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, listen, you can find me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. If you're a sports person, you can find us on the Collider Sports uh, YouTube and podcast feed. We just dropped a new episode of Sports Time with Jay Washington and uh, Matt Nose and I talking NBA playoffs, a little NFL stuff, uh, the tailgating policy that's being in- enacted by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I also just did a new show called The Collider. Uh, it's, it's on Collider Conversations. It's called The Deep Cut with me. Uh, and I'm going to break down one tough topic every episode uh, and go deeper into a conversation. And this time we had the director of El Chicano, Benjamin Bray, and the star role, Castillo. And we were talking about their uh, journey in bringing this film, first Latino superhero film, to the big screen. And then what it's like you know, trying to fight as a Latino in this business to get seen, to get roles, to get these kinds of opportunities. So really great conversation with these guys. So uh, go and check that out on the Collider Conversations podcast channel. Is that also the same sh- – is it the same sh- show with the two other friends of yours that you just Oh, started? that's a different show called The Geek Buddies. I do that with uh, my friend Michael Vogel, who is a produ- animation producer ex- and writer here in town. Uh, he's done My Little Pony and a crap ton of uh, Young Justice, the new ones. Uh, and my other friend, who's an actor and animation writer as well, Shannon McClung. The three of us just sit around shooting the shit. We've been friends for 20 years. So we thought we'd put our conversations, which I think are really good, knowledgeable conversations, because they're all in the industry, and they all hear stuff and have friends who are in the business, kind of like Ryan, when he's behind the scenes stuff with the wrestling so it's a fun open conversation and we're trying to bring a, uh, some positivity back to fandom where we can disagree and battle and fight or agree and still stay friends at the end of the podcast so we're trying to push that out there so there'll be a lot of guests a lot of really big guests coming uh, uh through the podcast channel so uh, through that podcast so go sign up there that description sounds a lot like our ron smackdown recap yes! shows <laughs> I love to battle and stay friends. I love to. It's <laughs> yeah. good. That's why I like doing that show so much with Roka because <laughs> <laughs> that, people loved that jobber conversation. I got oh, a bunch yeah? of people writing us like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People were a big fan. On of, both sides? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Good. People, were, people were, well, more on my side than <laughs> your side. But, you know. uh, and you can find me on at Ryan Satin on social media. It's ProWrestlingSheet.com. <laughs> you can find the top stories throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media. We're also on YouTube. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where the aforementioned Ron Smackdown recap shows are that's where wrestling sheet radios and all the other videos that i have time to make while you're there make sure you subscribe if you're there right now watching subscribe comment like do all that kind of stuff it helps me uh show the people here that there's wrestling fandom love out there so do it also if you want to listen to the audio only just check out all your favorite podcast platforms it's a podcast one spotify itunes stitcher all that good stuff. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. 
It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 